Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Hey everyone, Matteo Lane here and Emma Wilman from Inside the Closet. In today's episode, we talk about cruises, being made fun of online, and Emma wears a bikini and wrestles someone. Please make sure to subscribe on iTunes and like, and uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram at Inside the Closet Podcast, and uh, please love us desperately. All right, so we're apologizing real quick. Our sound is not as great today. We're recording off our iPhones. We got an email from our sound people being like, here's the things you can do to improve your sound. And now we're fucking it up again. But it's going to be great. We just didn't bring our fancy microphones with us because uh, I left mine at the art therapist apartment and I'm going between her place and my place. So just like another, I felt like I didn't have enough uh, things going on in my life. So I wanted to just throw in an extra um, thing. Well, I brought everything, like, I got all my stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm in Vancouver right now. And then when I got on the plane, I texted Emma. I was like, and I forgot my microphone. I'm like, it's all good. We got mine. And then I had an audition, but art therapist is out in Brooklyn. So then after my audition, I came back to my place. You know. Just make sure you're not talking too close to the microphone, Emma. Yeah. I just want to make sure that our sound. All right. You seem, you've got a lot on your mind. And you need to. Yeah, but. It's, I think it's, I just feel kind of frazzled, but I'm so happy to be back in New York. Um, but we haven't got to talk in a little bit. How I want to hear about how the cruise was. Well, we'll get into the cruise in a minute. Okay. First of all, you've been traveling. You're back in New York. How long are you back in New York for? I, ever, I want for everyone a, to know, by while. the way, that Emma and I literally have not seen each other in person in months. I haven't been in New York in so, it feels, when I got in, it was so, so cold and snowing, but I was so happy about it. I was so yeah. happy the first like 48 hours that I didn't even notice how cold it was. I was walking around without gloves and I had an audition the other day and the um, assistant that checked me in was like, oh, it's awful out. And I'm like, I don't even care. I'm just happy to be here. And he was like, okay, well, we're running late. Do you mind about that? And I was like, not at all. I'm gonna, it's all good. And he was like, okay. Well, okay. So what about, what about New York makes you happy? Because when I go to it's LA, even though it's sunny and yeah, it's the familiarity. I think that's definitely it. And also, you know, yeah, familiarity, and then just like knowing, it, it's just nice because it's all it's where I've like lived for a while too. Like my chiropractors here, like little things like that make a big difference when it's just yeah. And all the comedy clubs, like I I got in really late on Monday and I didn't put in avails at clubs, but I uh, for this first week back. Um, but I did, I had two spots last night and, you know, in LA you do like a couple spots a week. So it's nice to just kind of get back in a groove of, you know, and seeing the comedians I hadn't seen in a while is nice. So, okay. When are you leaving next? Because now both of our schedules have turned insane. So I don't even know, like, I don't, I'm, I'm in New York for a while. I go to, I go to a college showcase next week. I'm gone just for the night on Tuesday. And then other than that, I'm here until the end of March. That's really okay. That's great. Which is nice. Which is going to be I, really nice. I am not here except one I'm week. Not I'm in New in York Vegas. every single weekend between now and the end of May. January, February. That's a lot of weekend. Not one weekend. Whoa. How do you feel about that? 
Um, I am just trying to like make sure that I'm staying healthy. Like there's an equinox here in Vancouver, so I have to force myself to go. Cause when you're in a hotel, like I'm in a really nice hotel. And so they have like a super big bed and like the, it's all comfortable and you just want to lay right. in bed all day. But I have to be like, okay, but you can't masturbate all fucking day and watch fucking video games, stuff on YouTube and cooking videos. You've got to keep it like yourself in totally. some kind of schedule. That's why I like going to the gym. People are like, you go to the gym. And I'm like, well, you know what? It keeps me feeling regular. Totally. That's what, that's what dirtbags other, so many comedians are, that people give you shit for going to the gym. I mean, honestly. Well, I started getting shit last week. Someone tw tweeted at me. Not tweeted at me, but they were like, "Oh, I guess you're. I guess you can be a gay comedian if you're in a jockstrap making like crossing your eyes or something." Like, oh, it was honey, there's a lot of gay me. comics that, like, you know, that that's a personal choice. Well, everyone started to, like tagging me and Joel Kim Booster, and it really started to bother me because people were saying really mean things about me, and huh. uh, I know. And then I wanted to be. I, I, you're like, oh, do I defend myself? Do I? Then I'm like, no. I'm like, if they don't, if they're not looking at my work, then I don't have to, you know, what, I can't right, be like, naked? I don't understand. Also, you and a jockstrap isn't what makes you a comedian because you and a jockstrap isn't funny. It's attractive. Be like, no, motherfucker. The, the comedian part of me is what you see on late night and Netflix and Comedy Central and all those things. The uh, I'm a good looking person that puts a lot of work on myself is what you see in the job track. I can guarantee whoever wrote that be like, if you think that being in a job strap is filed under humor, that's just based off of what you would be humorous <laughs> if you were doing it. Well, so, I get what they're saying that like I'm there's so few gays representing them that I'm doing the stereotypical like being naked on Instagram and blah, blah. But my other part of that, too, is like our community is constantly saying be yourself, show who you are, don't let anyone tell you no, show your true colors, be free, expression. And so then when I start doing what makes me happy, they're like, don't do that, go back in a box, don't be this way. And it's like, well, you know, you really haven't shown much support for other gay comics other ways. So it doesn't matter what I look like or what I do, I'm just right. gonna have to make myself happy. I understand what they're saying, and yes. I actually talked to the guy who made the tweet, and he was really Was sweet. he a comedian? He's just, he's a funny, he's funny on Twitter. I don't know if he's a stand-up, but he was right. great. He was like, oh, I was trying to say that, like, with love, and I really, like, admire you and stuff. And I was like, that's okay. I was like, I also understand, Yeah, like, bullshit. No, I get it. I Honestly, I get it. Like, I'm not, like, an idiot. I know that my photos probably turn people off, and that's fine. But also, right, I but, said, if but I'm also, going he after, wasn't trying to say it with love. I know, but if I'm going after Lindsay Lohan, I have to accept totally. that people are going to come after me. Yes, and I agree with that. I watched a great interview with Dolly Parton recently from the 70s where Barbara Walters was like, you know, your hair and your makeup and this and people make fun of you. And she goes, yeah, I don't care. I know exactly what I'm doing. She's like, I know what I'm worth, you know, and right. if people are just noticing this part of me, whatever. She's like, I know I'm talented. So, But I if Lindsay Lohan, if Lindsay Lohan confronted you and was like, Matea, what's with all these tweets? Would you be like, oh, no, I'm just saying it because I love you. Or would you be like, yeah, you got me. I would say yes. The intentions of those tweets were to showcase the odd behavior you were displaying. Well, and that's okay to say. But if you, I think it's more. I think it's more like I, that's like you owning what you've said. But if you being like, no, oh my god, I was just saying it because I love you so much. I'm your number one fan. Then it's like okay, like. Yeah, there was a bit of that. Like he was like, you know, I said it out of love, and I was like, right, I, doesn't really feel that way. But yeah, that wasn't I mean, right. But I, but I'm. So I'm two parts. My feelings are hurt, and the other part of me is like. 
I mean, they, they have a right to make fun of me. That's totally. Fine. Yeah, it just is what it is. I went into this. There was a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Facebook group that I joined. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I'll post, like, pictures, like, from set. And one of the first threads was about how the character Beth is, like, not needed on the show. Like, that was the first thing. And I was like, ugh. And <laughs> at first I was like, oh, this sucks. But then I, I was then I was like, you know what? It's also, one, it's a character that I'm playing as is written. Could I do more with it? Yes, absolutely. Do I feel like I'm doing the best that I can do right now with my acting? I'm not sure, but I'm trying. And then also, I was like, I'm just going to leave the group because they deserve to have the space to critique that character all they want. It's it's a public character. It's a public, you know, thing. So I just wrote the admin because she had just approved me. I wrote her. I was like, hey, uh, she was like, I'm going to clean up the page. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't censor it. Like, you guys deserve to have your space to say whatever you need to say. I don't necessarily want to see it. So I'm going to leave the group. But it's so all good. And then she wrote me a really long thing I didn't read. But it was like, it's it's cool. Don't even like whatever. Well, I think the thing that we're both going through right now is that we've been just doing open mics and shows unnoticed for so long. And now that people are starting to pay attention, we're not used to people commenting because we're just in a grind. We're hustling and hustling totally. and hustling and hustling. I noticed a difference in New York this time because last night at the second show, I asked if anyone had a celebrity crush and this girl goes, yeah, da, 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 he has a Netflix movie. I'm like, well, everyone's, well, I've got a Netflix freaking movie. Everyone, And then this girl goes, don't sell yourself short. You have a, you have a Netflix special and you're on a TV show. And I was like, ooh, but there's only like, where did you come from? But yeah. That and then she was like, I'm your fucking cousin. You're paying me to be here. But <laughs> <laughs> it's my cousin Mary. No, I'm just kidding. But I did notice that I was like shocked. I freaked. I spazzed out and went, oh, uh, yeah, the jacket I have on, they sold me from set. I got it for 50% off. And they were like, cool. Like, I just didn't know what to say. I think at this point, I was really upset. But now I talked to Bob the Drag Queen and I was like, oh, I feel a lot better. Like, I just yeah, can't worry about it. And also, like. You know what? I'll never meet these people, and I really like right. taking naked fit pictures and and running around. And I'm gonna be seventy with my asshole hanging out of my fucking, you know. Amen. And I'm gonna be looking back, being like, "Thank fucking God, I was naked." I've been thinking about how when people tell you to, people will always encourage you to be like, kind of like you said, they'll encourage you to be yourself and pursue your dreams. Like they'll be like, "You only live once, go for it." But then it's very similar with even trying comedy in the first place. It's like, I want to be a comedian. It's what I've always dreamed of. Oh, you got it. You should try it. You da, da, da. But the second you actually like leave something stable and try it, people are like, are you crazy? You're crazy. Yeah. And yeah. That, it's like people only say it when it's like to dream about. But then when you actually do it, they're like, you lost your goddamn mind. Yeah. You know? know, isn't it crazy to think that we are literally doing comedy for a living? It's insane. I was thinking of that because I was like, oh, OK, you know, my lease is up and uh I'm not needing to sign a lease in the place, but I was look, thinking back about the conversation I had when I had to get an apartment. When you say, when they're like, well, what do you, what's your job? And I'm like, well, my income varies widely from month to month, but it, I can tell you this is the base amount that I make. Like, and I can show you that from the past two years. I can always count on this amount. And they're, it's just like, you sound like a psychopath. A you psychopath. Know? You sound oh, nice. I I'm like, well, I'm a clown. Are you doing anything for Valentine's Day? Today, we're recording on Valentine's Day, and this is be released, yeah. being released the day after. Um, I messed up, and I have a show tonight at 7.50. I've been, I didn't think I had a show, but I... At the I cellar? Had, 
No, I hadn't put in my avails. I didn't put my avails in until starting on Sunday at the cellar because my okay. mom's in town Friday, Saturday. Um, oh my God, I, I want to meet your shows. mom. I know she's going to be, and I'm babysitting Saturday night. So I'm not doing shows Saturday night. I'm so excited. Fuck. I, wanted to I know, I wish you were there. Ah. Yeah. I wish, she sent me a Valentine's Day text with um, like, like luscious lips. Happy Valentine's Day with like the kissy lips. Does she know? Oh, did you see my photo shoot where I had the plastic surgery lips on me? Yeah, that was great. It was like she sent like lips like that and an emoji. I was like, Mom. I was trying to do drag without makeup. So my friend and I who photographed uh... me, like, cause, you know, they always make their lips bigger. And then he blew up my own eyes. So my own eyes were on my face. That wasn't a and mask? Then, no, it was my own eyes. And then we put Amanda oh. Lepore's lips. We put her lips on my face. So it looked like I was like... A plastic surgery, like oh, what I would so look like cool. if I got a bunch of surgery. <laughs> it was really, it was really fun. That's so cool. I thought it, you were wearing like a like a mask or something. No, it was. That's it awesome. Was a fun photo shoot. I'm in. I don't even know. What, I'm probably gonna find pasta tonight for by myself for Valentine's Day. We're gonna. So we're gonna go to pot. So I had made a reservation at nine fifteen. You know who I want to say uh, a fuck you to are all the people that say I don't celebrate Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day is every day. Well, whatever. That's the best comeback you got as a well whatever? It's not, I, I, I'm not good at comebacks. Well, You're you know okay. what? Uh, uh, a whatever. <laughs> Took me all morning to think of that. What are you going to say about that? Whatever. That's why I don't do roast. Emma, what are you, how are you going to roast Mateo? Fucking whatever. Yeah, fucking whatever. <laughs> whatever. <Dang it. laughs> I just feel like. When people, all these people are posting like, we, Valentine's Day is everything for me and my relationship. I'm like, cool, well, you got a lot of free time. Like, you know. Valentine's Day is not, look, here's the thing. It's a weird holiday and it brings out the strangest things in people. People are either uh, overcompensating, like celebrating myself. Or people are like, I've never been so in love. And then there's people like, this is the worst day of my life. Everyone's going to die. I dread this day. You know, or, or and then there's people who don't even know what's happening. So you wake up. So, right. you know. Have you I, had an over-the-top Valentine's Day before? I remember one when my first boyfriend, who I actually, by the way, my very first boyfriend, I haven't spoken to him in 10 years, I, I reached out to him and we had like a really pleasant conversation. Oh, that's amazing. What made you reach out? I don't know. I just, you know, I think I was building that relationship up in my head to be like this thing that was so dramatic and blah, blah. And then I was like, right. wait a minute. We were 21. Babies. We were so Babies. Little. And I was like, and then, and like now I'm looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, everything wrong that I didn't, he did. I totally see where that was coming from. So of course. I reached out to him and he was so sweet. And, uh, but for our Valentine, I remember the very first Valentine's Day, because it was the very first Valentine's Day I could ever celebrate. I bought like a hundred heart balloons. I mean, I was so. Whoa. I mean, maybe there's like 15, but I mean, it felt like there was a million. And I wow. filled his whole room up with them. And then he came and he was so surprised. He like started crying. He was so surprised. That's so, did he do anything for you? Uh, I don't remember. I think he took me out to dinner or something. Yeah. I don't remember. That's Which sweet. is honestly the appropriate response. I think the more over the top you go with Valentine's Day, the more ridiculous, the less chance your relationship has. I mean, it was right. like. Because you're I like, mean, well, now I got to clean up these fucking balloons. I know, and then and, the, and, and and they kept like slowly like falling, which was kind of like a symbol of our relationship. It was a foreshadow, <laughs> just like to the ground melting. Each balloon you blow up, you're like, it's gonna work out. It's gonna yeah, work this out. One. <laughs> this will be the, the one that'll save the relationship. Fucking, what? 
it's like this this is the balloon that'll save the relationship yeah that, that was like our version of the baby Ugh, i don't even know i can't even i don't think i've ever been a big like valentine's day person i always i'll I, do i always do something I'm i don't even remember what kike and i did last year for valentine's day How, does well, it feel different spain so does remember. it feel different being on the road when you're not in a relationship? Because I feel like a being in a relationship can be grounding on the road, but then also it's stressful because you're, like, apart from the person. Well, I I liked being in a long-distance relationship. It did make me feel really grounded because our lives are so hectic. But now right. that I'm on the road a bunch, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sleeping around or anything. I'm really kind of celibate. I'm just being celibate wow. right now. I know. You, you, do you have that desire to, like, connect with someone like that? Um, yeah, but I'm also just going through my own it, thing right now. So I'm not too interested in... Right. I'm, I'm filling my time with um the gym, drawing. That's great. Joke writing. Uh, I mean, it's easier said than done. Of course, I want to be, like, having sex all the time. But I'm just too neurotic for it. And I'm just sort of taking my time. I'm getting made fun of on Instagram and Twitter. That's what I'm doing, actually. Right. That's how I filled in that time slot. It's, yeah, just people telling me that I'm shameless and no no talent. That's how I fill my time. No. <laughs> I don't care. That one fucking guy. Um, well, someone said to me yesterday, they were like, and I have to stop looking, too. I think I might. You got to stop Twitter. looking. Yeah, I haven't been looking since after I went down that, like, rabbit hole of Fat Ellen. I stopped. But see, I now made, I get it. Now I get right. it. Now I understand what you were going it, through. Because it's like, oh, my curious. God. You yeah. Right. And I had never like really like dug around before. So I saw this one thing and then I'm poking around and I see another thing. And then all of a sudden, like I'm a fucking in CSI. Well, the problem is to comics are control freaks. We want to be in control of every situation. Right. And so when when we work so hard, when we put something out there and the reaction is out of our control. You know, right. we both did the right thing. We both stepped away. Like I told this guy, I'm like, Step say whatever away. you want. Love you. Appreciate yeah, I you. I got to go. I, right. You know, I can't let this bother me. Yeah, totally. And he's, you know, it's like, you just, you even keeping our name out there. Thank you. It's, I've noticed being the control stuff ha is hard in a relationship because like, I'm used to like really having my schedule be in a way that definitely is not the norm. Like just in terms of like, even like the things I enjoy, like the other day, the art therapist was like, you know, like what things do you enjoy? And I was like, I mean, I like going to an Asian body massage place. And she's like, right. But like, you don't have like a- You like whitewater like, rafting. I, well, right. I, I can't say that anymore because now we've been in a relationship. Because she was like, well, what do you... And I'm like, no, I, I'm not an unhappy person. Like, the, I like, you know, I'm working. I'm trying. I, I, that's about it. I like talking to my friends from Maine sometimes. Oh, it was because uh, she was saying I hadn't introduced her to any of my friends. Mm. I'm like, well, you met Gail. You met you. You know, she hasn't met Robin or Carly or Becca. But I don't really see those guys that much. Those, I mean, but that's our... Our life is a strange life and that our social life and work life are blended. So whenever right. I go to the cellar, that's my social life for the night. I right. don't make plans. The only person I make plans to hang out with is Evan Williams, where I'll go to his place at like 11 o'clock at night and we'll watch or play video games till 4 o'clock in the morning. I bet that's, his wife loves that. Oh, it's, I mean, he's the best. But, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, so right. for, for normal people, they're like, wait a minute, like, you have your when job, do you and then see what your do you friends? do outside of your job? You're like, no, it's all-encompassing. Like, right. that's the problem with dating comics. Because I was just talking to another comedian who was like, his girlfriend is starting to get mad at him for not sacrificing enough for them. And he's like, uh, I don't know what you thought I was doing beforehand, but... Yeah! Um, yeah! 
Right. <laughs> yeah. You be like, you know, I am sacrificing. This, these, t- I am sacrificing. It might not seem like a lot, but it's more than it was before, you know. And it's not like that's like that great. I'm not trying to upsell it, you know. Right. It's not like I'm not like, well, lucky you, like at all. But like, you know, I said, I said, well, you know, the payoff is the flip side of all this stuff is I'm very charming. And she was like, you're not that charming. I'm like, no, I know, but I'm pretty charming. <laughs> you, know. you are charming. You're just charming. Oh, I'm ch- for, the, for a fucking month or two, charming. You know who I'm the most charming to? You know who my target demo is? The uh, women. Ch- men? Oh, the women at Hertz Rental Car. Girl. No one loves girl. me more. I fucking murder every time. I walk up to the counter within a minute. They're like, you I know. I do use... Whenever I do realize that sometimes you realize that comedy is a tool and a weapon and you Absolutely. can use it for good or bad. And when I need something, I use that. I turn on like that and I will yeah. get so much special treatment by just being, I know when to throw in a jokes. I know how to relate. I know how to immediately engage. Like, because that's what we're doing every Isn't night. Like, You're engaging with like, strangers. But this sounds like what some stuff like Ted Bundy would say. Well, we're, we're not murdering people. I mean, we're right, trying to get a cheaper car deal, you know? Right, exactly. That, um, and, and if you guys are listening, one thing to do that is just engage them and make them feel recognized. And also, my tactic is seeming like a little bit aloof is very disarming to people. When you come up to the counter, be like, oh, or say manners, baseline. Sir, ma'am, how are you? Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate this. Take responsibility for everything. That used to get me out of speeding tickets. Do you want to know what I say when I first talk? Anyone. Grocery store, bank, anything. Yeah, what's your opener? Ask me how I am. Okay, I'm going to pretend to be the grocery store checkout person. Yeah. Uh, Are these together? No? Okay. Uh, Um, How are you? You know. Oh. Oh, that's a good one. I say, you know, they always laugh. Right. I'm doing bits at the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. You know, because it's like, come on. What am I going to say? Great? No, I'm buying two strawberries, yogurt, and coffee. My diet's not great. Yeah. That, you know what? Actually, that's similar to what I say if, if someone is at the grocery store. Ask, ask me how I'm doing. Hi, uh, ma'am. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but you know what that is? That's, that's a dad response. You just did a dad move. Yeah, my vin- my minivan's double parked, and uh, my wife is pissed, mainly because she doesn't exist yet, but, you know, she is not <laughs> oh. having it. Oh, that's interesting. So, sir, we're, I'm just going to real quick look at what you've bought here. Um, you have gasoline, a douche, and yogurt, and um, peb- fruity pebbles. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a crazy night, crazy Tuesday morning. I just gotta get out of here. Fruity pebbles. Oh my god, that would be such a cry. Can I tell you about this fucking cruise that I went on? I want to hear all about it. And then I had a um, uh, I did something where I was in a bikini. So what? Yes, we got a lot to catch up. Tell me about the cruise, and then I'll tell you guys about the bikini situation. Uh, Oh, I mean, wow. Okay, yeah. So first, I was. Have you been on a cruise before? Never. You never. I. This is my first time on a cruise too. And Mateo was on a special cruise. He was on the Impractical Jokers cruise. So he was on a cruise with a bunch of like our friends that are comedians and the guys who do Impractical Jokers. I only know one of them, Sal, the nicest, nicest, nice, w- wonderful human being, such a nice guy. So I'm guessing Sal is the his best. fans. He's the best. So his fans are probably very nice too. 
Okay, so outside of the comics who I had a great time with and the Impractical Jokers who I had a great time with, everyone on the cruise was wonderful. They are the nicest fans on the face of the planet. Cruises. Okay. Um, it was an endless sea of buffets. It was disgusting food. It was... It, there's no space. People just get wasted. Um, there, I mean, there's just... I, I couldn't believe, like... And I understand people are like, okay, I have four days on this cruise. Let's just go wild. But I couldn't believe, like, I made 4 p.m. And people are, like, duck walking down the hall because they're so drunk. This woman, it was 4 p.m. She looked like the Joker. Her makeup smeared across her face. She was so drunk. And then her hair is, I mean, because it was so windy on the boat, I'm sure she was outside. So her hair is completely blown out of proportion. And then she's got horrible sunburn. And she's in sandals. And she is, like, head first, like, dead eyes, <laughs> like, walking down the hall. And I wanted to stop her and say, like, like, do you know where your room, because these halls go on forever. It's like my room was like nine five one zero. It goes like a mile the other way. I mean, it's just and thousands it, of rooms. Could she have fallen off like, the boat? That's another thing too. Is I was like, how are they keeping these people from falling off the boat? I mean, they people right. are just so drunk. And I was, and I'm glad they were having a good time. Not everybody was drunk, but a lot of people were dr drinking. And I don't really drink. So I was I was shocked. I was shocked by like it was St. Patrick's Day in the ocean for four Woo! days. Were there was it mostly like single straight guys or couples? Were no, there gay all guys couples, there? all couples, and some, really? some families. I was the only gay on the boat. Really? Actually, that's not true. There was one lesbian who came to all my shows, oh, and God. then there was two gay men. That was it. So what I was, was like, the, what was and that I'm running around doing? like in a speedo, like right. you know. What I mean? I'm just like living my best gay life, and we went to the Bahamas for a day, which was cool. That's but crazy. then you're there for four hours, and then you get back on a boat, and it was just so. I don't like cruises. Wait, so you're only in Bahamas for four hours when you do a cruise? Yeah, well, so we took off from Tampa, mm. and then from Tampa, you just you're on the boat, to, and then overnight you wake up, you're still on the boat. So it's a whole day of just you're in the middle of the ocean, and then the next day you wake up and you're docked and you get on a mini boat and you go to the Bahamas and you're on this beach and they have a buffet huh. at the beach, and then you get back four hours later on the boat, get back on the other boat, and then sail back to Tampa. That's it. So. People are just, it's just like people are, it's like a tour of eating. Yeah, I mean, and that thing too is I'm going on a gay cruise in August, which is going to be the exact opposite. And it's going to yes, be like 12. I'm going on that cruise too. Mateo and I are both doing a cruise with Jessica yes. Carson. And that's going to be 12 decks of um, gyms. And then we're going to go to Equinox Island. Right. And then go back on the 12. And it's just like sex. And I mean, it's going to be stressful. <laughs> well, that's what we're picturing it could just it could just be gay families like you know what i mean we don't know no it's not it's not the rosy lesbians and her children cruise okay it's gonna well, be gay you, I, i'm excited to, to for it by the way so i was I like oh, a cruise. A speedo. the cruise is a cruise of canada and maine it's not like a tropical cruise that we're going to um uh um, provincetown provincetown that's it we're going to Bar Harbor. So my family is from a town near Bar Harbor, Maine. So I'm going to see if my dad can, like, intercept us in Bar Harbor. Oh, cool. Are it's you bringing Bar on the cruise? Because I'm going to bring no. someone. Who are you going to bring? Uh, I mean, I don't know yet, but, I mean, I'm going to bring someone for sure. I could bring our therapist for some of it. I could maybe see if Gail wants to go. Gail, who we had on the show, uh, le lesbian. 
Well, here's the thing you got to remember about cruises is that I, when it's and for yourself, you're in a tiny cabin with someone for like six oh, days. Right. So maybe not. So it's you. like, who can you share your space best with in six days? How tiny? Pretty tiny. I mean, tiny. Huh. How are the shows on the cruise? The shows were great. Although I ran into, oh, there's another thing with that is like, there were four shows the same audiences kept coming back. I only have an hour of material. So right. the first night, killed it. Second night, great. Third night, and I'm starting to scrape right. the bottom of the barrel. Fourth night, bombed. Well, see, that's so funny, because that is exactly, of course, if it's like, if you're like doing the different levels of jokes, and then people are get like confused, because I had this show where the first show was like, Everyone, it was great. And it was like a seven o'clock show. Super, it was like, just like everyone had so much fun, fun, fun. And then like 40 people from that show were like, we're, we're coming to the next one. Woo! And I was like, oh, I was like, no, no, no. There's not enough of you coming to the next one that I can really, I was like, no, I still, I'm doing the same. And then I looked over at them a couple times while I was doing it. And they were like glazed over it. They were drunk too, but they were like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, 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 you know? I said it. I know. I, can, I said too. Like, I was like, well, maybe like if like six people clap who came to the last show, then I'll just do the same material. And I walk out. I'm like, hey, everyone. I'm like, who saw me last night? I swear, 700 people clapped. Oh God. And so on the spot, I was like, and uh, I just right. did my late night sets, basically. Do whatever you got to do. I mean, struggling. Just completely struggling. But you know, and then yeah, I took like a bunch of body pictures in my speedo and. It's all about that content. I've been reading everything I can about creating Facebook videos because I was looking at I know, all You these... are like content queen right now. I wasn't able oh. to give any content on this fucking boat because I couldn't send any videos. It's, I've been doing it and put, I've been putting them up on my Facebook page because I'm switching my page over to my like public page because I've been reading about all these YouTube celebrities. They make these like quick little videos. So I'm like, all right, motherfucker, I can get in on that game. Video, video. I don't know if they're, I will, you know, I'm like putting sound effects in. It's just me sitting there with a sound effect like, beep, beep, beep. like your uncle Mike would like it. Be like, oh, be my big. uncle Mike texted me. He was like, you were never need to, to uh, uh, get to inside the closet and copyright that. What? How would we do that? I don't know. I have no idea how to do anything. I've He's no probably idea how to do right. Anything. We barely are. Recording well. Um, the sound engineers right now are so mad at us that we have our phones right. that are recording off our phones. Oh God! It's well, better than the sound that when we when I was in Montreal. Like, remember we were over the phone. It's better than that. Right. That's true. It's better than that. Um, so, I, mm. I this is what happened with the bathing suit thing. So I was filming this pilot that was unscripted. So it, you you we didn't know what was going to happen. I knew that we were going to be like doing different assignments, but I didn't know what. And even though it's unscripted, as far as that goes, it was still very like no idea what's going on. Like I hadn't even talked to the producers at all before getting to LA to film it. So we get there and the first thing wasn't that weird. Like it was like very hidden camera, but the people that were the unsuspecting people were mostly actors. So I didn't feel weird about that. Because I always said, I'm, I'm not going to do a prank show. I always draw the line at that. But then I was like, I'll do a prank show if it's just actors in it. But then it's not a real prank show. But then the other thing was wrestling. And it was supposed to be the two like feminine girls doing the wrestling. But one of them couldn't do it because she had had back problems. So her and I switched. So, cause it was, so now it's me and one of the more feminine girls. Very feminine girls. 
So they go, so they had us, basically they had us wrestling pro wrestlers and they go, and here are your outfits. And then they give us these tiny little bikinis. And we were like, what the fuck? And like, I don't wear a bikini at the beach, obviously. I wear little boy shorts and I, I got a whole outfit that I've spent years cultivating. Because the beach has been a big thing for me because I was an overweight kid, so I felt weird then, had to wear a t-shirt. Then more masculine, you know, it's all things. So I got a little beach outfit. So then they just throw this fucking bikini, Mateo. Bikini, like tiny from like the dollar store. And we were like, uh, and it's like the camera crew. Everyone is like there, they're trying to film. So me and the girl went and got changed and we were like, we both definitely felt weird, but we were like, whoa, it just all happened so fast and I was in work mode. And then literally we wrestled pro wrestlers, get our asses kicked. And then afterwards I was like, why am I in a bikini right now? Like, this is insane. Like, this is so, you can't just put us in a bikini. And then afterwards, like we were both like, that was completely not okay. Like we don't feel comfortable with that. But I just couldn't believe that I went into work mode that hard that I did it. Because well, no one's ever asked me to wear it. a bikini before. Well, also, too, they need to consult. Anytime you do anything, someone has to consult you with what you're going to wear. You know, unless you They're know what you're t- getting of course. into. You're not like, right. So, and also, I mean, I understand that this girl bowed out, but that doesn't change the fact that, you know, you have to be like, hey, Emma, are you comfortable with this? Because if they're not, if you're not comfortable with it, then isn't this kind of like what we're talking about right now with sexual misconduct where it's like, if someone's not comfortable in something and you pressure them because of work, like, yeah, fuck work, dude. Like, you can get another baby suit. They didn't, uh, they didn't pressure it, but they sprung it. So it was like completely out of left field. Like I had brought exercise clothes, but they just hadn't said, they hadn't said to bring them that day. They gave us no heads up on what to wear. By the way, so we you got could there. wrestle in a shirt and shorts. Of course. I was like, uh, there's, there was no, and it had nothing to do with the humor of it. The humor was in me trying to wrestle a pro wrestler and I don't know how to wrestle. So this like woman, like it's like flipping me around. Is the showrunner a man? Very much straight guy. Yeah. And there was a lovely little gay guy running around like, you look great. I'm like, it's not about that. It's the, it's, you shouldn't, you can't spring a bikini. Also, I was like, well, you guys got psyched out. You wanted the, like the two attractive ones in it. And then you got one of them and then me. So now it's like all of a sudden just weird as shit. It's like, everyone's like, where's the other cute one? And it's like, she has back problems. So we got, and I'm like, me. It looks like, you got me. You look like Link from Zelda, like, running around in a uh, bikini. <laughs> oh, I fucking ran away from that wrestler. I didn't even try to fight. I, like, they, she was like, all right, we're going to wrestle. And I was like, cool. Ah! And I just had to stay in the ring. So I was like, <laughs> I ran away. I lost. Is I lost. this a show or a pilot? It's a pilot. Haven't you done, like, a billion pilots with this same network before? So this is the second one. Second one. So the other one didn't get picked up and they're trying another one with the same cast. They, yeah, they, um, the, they liked the, they liked parts of the first one, but not other parts. So then we reshot it. Um, but did no I, can one, I tell you? No one's going to watch that. No one, no one see, so no, I knew no one's going to see me in the bikini. Also, I knew it was for internal. So that was part of maybe But it like, doesn't okay. matter. That doesn't matter. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. I've like, because I said afterwards, the I was like. For the next time you do something, they'll say, well, Emma will do whatever because she did this. When it's right. like, no, I have to set up my boundaries. I understand, like, we're not Madonna or Meryl Streep, but we don't have this huge clout where we can say, I'm only going to do this. Totally. This. But for God's sakes, as if it's about what yeah. you're wearing and, and your integrity. And I was like, you can't, um, you can't, like, you, we need to have, like, a wardrobe or some kind of call sheet, which you're supposed to do, which is, like, something that tells you what you're wearing. 
like minimum. I was right. like, so I can then say, no, I don't do that. Like, I mean, I would film a sex scene or something on camera if it was with like a woman and I was being the man one. But that's, a, but that again, that's different. That's acting. That's you understand. Exactly. There's a story to it. There's you're not and I could be in a wrestling to wrestle. Yeah, I could be. In, I could be in like a sexy snowsuit or something. You know, whatever. Can I? Would can you, I tell you? Would some you do a sex ex- scene? Except, of course. That's my whole yeah. Instagram. Um, <laughs> can I tell you some exciting news? Yes, I want to hear all about it. So, Comedy Central just announced um, to Deadline and The Hollywood Reporter and Vulture that they're developing a scripted show with me. Yep, we. I saw that. Congrat. That's amazing. Congratulations. And we posted it on the Instagram. That's so exciting. Do you? When are you guys going to start filming it? Um, well, that's the crazy thing is like we just handed in our first draft of the script, so we're in middle of script development with them. There's no guarantee for a pilot, so I found it. I was shocked when they said, "Hey, we're going to announce that we're developing this show with you," because I was like, yeah. "Should I at least have the pilot?" So I think that's a good sign that they're excited about the show and they want to announce that they're working on something with me. But so everyone's like, "Can't wait for the pilot." I'm like, "I don't even know if we're going to have a pilot made." I mean, I hope we do. Oh, that's so, yeah, that is so, right. That's like them being like, we're having a party, but you haven't booked the room yet. Right. But I mean, to me, I'm like, I'll take that as good news. And it's super exciting. And when I read the log line, I was like, oh yeah, this, it, like I've been working on it so hard. I was like, right. This is a fun show. This is a fun fucking show. Yeah. Who came up with this? This is a good idea. And they're like, you did. Do you want me to read the log line? Let's hear it. Okay. So this is the log line of the show, everyone. (laughs) The log line uh, is the thing when you're flipping through the TV guide, even though people don't necessarily do that anymore, when you're, like, looking through, like, what you're going to watch, the little thing that pops up. It's the thing that's supposed to be the hook. Right. It's, a, it's very important. Like, if we were in an elevator and I'm an executive and Mateo said, I got this idea, and I go, what? And then he says that, and then it's the difference between going, I'm getting off, or tell me more. Yeah, very good, Emma. Uh, mm-hmm. So it goes, <clears throat> another show in development with Comedy Central is The Chameleon, follows an extraordinarily talented yet chronically broke entertainer who unwittingly stumbles into a world of covert operations and international Mm. espionage, where he's finally offered his big break as the government's most fabulous spy. Is fabulous a nod towards you being gay? Absolutely. I hope read that. Oh, good. The government's spy. Most fabulous spy. Yeah, well, it's saying, like, I'm an entertainer, I'm broke, I'm this, but I'm uh, clearly I'm gay, and somehow I become right. a spy. So it, it's, we, I don't think we've ever seen a gay spy before. What if there was a gay James Bond? That's like what this flamboyant. is. Yeah, that would be really, I would love, a flamboyant James Bond would be, like, really incredible. Well, we also, I mean, the show's based in two worlds, right? So it's, I don't want to say too much, but, like, it's me and my best friend living in New York. So there's my New York life in contrast right. to this new life as a spy. So, like, I'm balancing these two worlds. So it goes from everything from dating to being gay to living in a city to being young to being single to struggling. Oh, so to you could have a sex scene in this. At, what? You could have a sex scene. I have an idea. Of course. Why don't we... And I, why I, don't we, I, we could try to cast you a boyfriend for the show, but then really just have people come in that you would actually want to date. Uh, Emma, this sounds a little me too. Oh, because it, it's very, it's kind of casting couchy. But no, it's you know, very it, casting couchy. They don't have to do anything. It's just a way for you to network with them. So you could be like, fine. I would like Rafael Nadal to be my boyfriend. Well, have him into audition. He's only the world's most famous tennis player. Well, maybe he wants to get into show acting. 
Yeah, maybe he wants to act. And listen, if he wants to act, he is... The, the, the door is open. There's a guy who has a crush on you that... Um that I know he's so he's so 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 cute I really 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 like him um but I got confused because someone said they were like we want to um ship his name and you and I got confu- confused and I was like what does ship mean and I was like if if he's trying if he's going to be in the podcast it's hard because Mateo and I record in different cities so it's hard to have guests on and they were like no Emma we were just saying we think they should be in a relationship they ship and I was like oh I, uh-huh. I had never heard of that before I was like, Do I know we can't him? have people on the. Maybe he's really cute. He's so so cute. How cute I'm is really the guy bad, with the? Though, mm. I'm really bad with people. Like I'm gonna set you up with someone, and that just the pressure makes me so uncomfortable because it's like, of course, I can't handle the stress. Totally, you're like I don't know what you think. I'm like, but you know, it's just I'm just gonna be walking around in a circle at 50 like I'm very charming I'm very charming I'm very charming and they're gonna be like what oh the other night I, I did my hour at um uh fat black and there was one of the guys oh my god I forgot to mention this I started talking about documentaries because I have a whole bit about documentaries I just mentioned the fire festival and this guy goes mm. I was there what and I was like you were there and he goes yeah he's like I was there I was like as a what and he was like, I was hired as like, I guess he's like one of those people that like spins in the, what are they called? Like this acrobat people. A trapeze like, person? Mm-hmm. They were going to have trapeze. Like, That's also so crazy because you have to build such a big infrastructure to have that. I guess they were going to have it all. So I was like, what you were, the, how long are you there for? It was like about a week and a half. And I was like, and I like had to stop my show and be like, what happened? Like, what was it like? What, he didn't say much. He said his name was Grasshopper, which I made a joke out of that. And I was like, okay, Mateo, you're liberal. Mateo, you're liberal. Mateo, you're liberal. Mateo. Right. Also, but, it's like, you were know. you there, Grasshopper? Or did you just take some ecstasy and think you were there? You know what I mean? Right. It's like, or yeah. were you just at your apartment tripping out? But he was so nice. But I, I honestly, I couldn't stop the show. But I was like, I honestly wanted to stop and just talk to him for like an yeah. hour and a half. Because did he get to meet Billy, my future business yes, partner? Yes, he met Billy. He was what hired was by like? Billy. What did, did he say what he was like? I don't know. I bet you I could reach out to him and when we're both in New York, Please we could have do. him on the podcast and ask him all about it. Yeah, be like, uh, was the documentary accurate or like what the hell is going on? I'm pretty sure it was accurate. I mean, I think Oof. it was a nightmare. By the way, have some people the- we want to get as guests on this podcast, oh, yeah. I am pining to get Trana Wintour. She's a really great comedian in Canada. And yep. I want to get her on this podcast, but we, we have to be together so we can Skype her in and all, you know, all that stuff. What if we did a three-way Skype? Is that possible? Um, it might be, but then we have to make sure she sets up her microphone and just, right, you know, it's like, right. And that's already hard so enough, annoying with yeah. the technicality of these goddamn right. fucking, I'm going to be home by the way, to Sunday night. So between Monday and Wednesday or Thursday, I can record with you. So I leave, so I'm gone Monday and Tuesday, and I get back in later on Wednesday. So maybe I could do Wednesday, uh, like, later afternoon or evening. Because I go to Ohio Monday and Tuesday. Where in Ohio? I don't even know. Columbus. I'm doing a showcase for, for like, 4,000 college students. It's it's NACA Nationals. I've only done the regional ones, but this is, like, the big one where it's, like, all the colleges in the entire country go. So it's usually like a couple thousand. It, it's got to be more than a couple thousand because the regional ones will be like a thousand. 
So this is going to be like thousands of kids. The thing that's funny with that is it's all kids that aren't, that don't do sports. So it's like the student activities kids, which are gay guys and straight girls. So it's like a funny, but it's like, you've got religious schools. It's like, it's a shit show. Have fun. Um, yeah. We should probably wrap this up. We're, I, we're at yeah. 45 minutes. Um, um, can you tell people where, where you're going to be next week? Yes. So I'm going to be promote in New- anything. I'm going to be in New York, but um, I'll be in Vegas again, March 4th through 11th. And then I'm doing City Stream Brewery in Hartford, Connecticut, the 29th and 30th. And then I'll be in L.A. in April. I'm gonna I'm headlining Flappers Comedy Club, the 5th and 6th in L.A. And then I've oh, got a congrats. bunch of... <laughs> Thanks. And then I'm I've serious. Got... That's awesome. I did a... I was going to do... I got into... A... I've got into most of the clubs in L.A. I started doing a couple spots at the Comedy Store, which was nice. Not the, like, main room, but, like, I was, like, in the rotation there. So I got stage right. time the last time I was in L.A. It was interesting because I saw these comedians I just had not... Like, the L.A. locals aren't, like, who I see around New York, obviously. So that was interesting. It's just different. Yeah, L.A. is, it's a, it's a different, it's different. Some of them um, were really funny, actually. Like, there was a couple of them that I, th- I was, like, I thought that were really funny. Can I tell you where I'm going to be on the road? Yes, we're, let's, fi- let's do it. So February 21st to February 23rd, I'm at Roar at MGM Springfield in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, and then February 28th to March, I think, 3rd, I am at Comedy at the Carlson in Rochester, New York. Great room. Shout out to Cindy, who's going to, she's going to bring a bunch of uh, people to come see you. Um, she's, oh, great. Uh, she, yeah. And then March 22nd and March 23rd, I'm at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago, Illinois. Is your family so, going to come out to that? Oh, they already bought tickets. All oh, boy. You got to give your give Uncle Mike some stage time. I know. I told my agent, I was like, you might have to add a third show. And I was like, literally because my whole family will dominate one show. How, how many of them are there? If they all come, I probably close to like 35 will come. Woo! That's a lot of people. Well, let's see. It'll be my mom, dad, my sister, Jason, her husband, Megan, Wally, Kelly, Andrew... Uh, Mike, Selena, Michael Dale, uh, Christy, my Aunt Lisa and Uncle Blair will probably come. My Uncle Jack and my Aunt Stacy will come. Um, my, uh, <laughs> I mean, that my grandparents will probably come. I mean, yeah, the list just keeps Your going Your grandparents, on. good, good. Yeah, that's a lot. I would never want my grandmother to see me do comedy. My grandma, I could tell her anything. She's that's lived great. a life. There's nothing I could say to her that will phase her. My grandmother, no way. Absolutely not. I Even imagine your grandma co- yeah. being just like a, a wasp in Maine who doesn't talk about feelings. Boston, but yeah. I, oh, Boston. I don't know how waspy they get in Maine. I think if they're super waspy in Maine, they came from Boston and they just spent some time in Maine. Do you know what I mean? Because Maine locals yeah. are more like uh, a little rougher around the edges, not so waspy. But, well, your um, grandma I'll knows be- you're a lesbian, right? Well, she's de- she's passed away, but I came out oh. when I when she was still alive. My mom was like, "If you tell grandma you're gay, I don't think she's gonna know what that is. Like, if you say you have a girlfriend, I think she's gonna be like, oh, Emma has a friend.' Like, she's like, I don't think she's gonna get it. But I think my grandmother's sister was gay. Oh, okay. Well, so, then she knows. So she knows. Yeah, she you know, knows. whatever. Um, well, thank you guys so much for listening, and please continue to write in. We've been getting a bunch of questions that we'll be doing uh, in good time. Inside yeah, we're the doing closet a whole podcast question Gmail. episode. Yes. Um, so thank you guys and thank you for bearing with us for the sounds. 
No need to tweet any angry tweets because we know the sound is not as good, but thank we always want to hear from you. And no need to tweet me that my Instagram looks ridiculous. I know. I'm sorry I'm a horrible stereotype and terrible for our community. But your Instagram's also great. Whatever. I don't give it's a fucking fun. shit. I draw. Yeah, it's great. Thank okay. you guys. Bye everyone.